0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: God is jealous for his wife, Israel, and God himself will supernaturally intervene and rescue Israel. How will he do it? He will send a great earthquake that will destroy the invading armies, and everyone will know that it is the Lord's doing. Everyone will know. It says that all men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. Everybody's going to know this is God.
0: In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that God intends to save the nation of Israel from her enemies. The Bible says that the nation of Israel will be attacked, but miraculously saved by an earthquake sent from God. God saves those he loves from destruction. He offers salvation to those who are willing to take it. He wants the good things for the people that he loves and created. He chooses to fight for those he loves. Like any good father, he keeps his children safe from anything that could bring harm. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: Mountains of Israel run most of the length of the center of the country. So they, they run from north to south, down the center of the country, kind of like a spine down the middle of the country, similar to the Appalachian Mountains or the Rocky Mountains in our country. Now, here's the thing, though. The modern state of Israel became a nation in 1948. But it wasn't until 1967, and the Six-Day War, uh, but I should say up until 1967, in the Six-Day War, almost all of the mountains in central Israel, almost all of the mountains were part of Jordan. They belonged to Jordan, not to Israel. It wasn't until the Six-Day War, 1967, that Israel gained uh, the, those mountains, the, the mountain range. You know, sometimes you hear politicians talk about uh, Israel going back to their 1967 borders. Well, the, those borders would include Jordan possessing kind of the, the middle part of the country, the central part of the country, including the central mountains. Those belong to Jordan up until 1967. So it's only since 1967 That Israel has possessed the mountains of Israel. And and here it's talking about this invasion of Israel. On the mountains of of Israel. Again if if we go back to a time before 1967. We go back to 1966. And we look at this prophecy. And these invading armies invade on the mountains of Israel. We would say well the mountains of Israel. They aren't in Israel. They're, they're, They're part of They're part of Jordan. But since 1967, the mountains of Israel have been part of the state of Israel. So since then, it's possible. Now look at verse 8 again. Look at this description of Israel. Verse 8 describes Israel as a land brought back from the sword, a land that is gathered from many people. Currently, Jews from 80 to 90 nations have migrated to Israel. They've been brought back from many people. A land whose mountains had long been desolate, meaning they're no longer desolate. The mountains of Israel have been settled. They've been uh, developed. There's cities in the mountains, farms in the mountains, industry in the mountains. And it says, and now the people dwell safely. The idea here was safely is confidently. Confidently. Israel is confident in their ability to defend themselves against their enemies. Just listen to Benjamin Netanyahu talk about their ability to defend themselves. They are confident in their ability to defend themselves against their enemies. And that's the idea here with that they dwell safely. All of these statements in verse 8 are true about the modern state of Israel. They could not be said about Israel at any other point in their history since Ezekiel wrote this. But it could be said today. Look at the description of this invading army in verse 9. You will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land, like a cloud, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. So this invading army is going to move across the land like a storm, just swiftly moving through the land. Verse 10, thus says the Lord God, on that day it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. So this invasion will be premeditated. It's a, it's a coordinated surprise attack against Israel, a surprise invasion coordinated with these different countries—has that ever happened before? Sure, it happens. Happened before, Yom Kippur War, coordinated it. There's been many attacks like this against Israel. In modern history. You will say, verse eleven: I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell safely, they they think they are confident in their ability to defend themselves, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. And here's the reason why. To take plunder and to take booty and to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against the people gathered from the nations, again, 80 or 90 nations, who have acquired livestock and goods, who dwell in the midst of the land. So the reason for this invasion is is told in verse 12, the reason for this invasion is to take plunder and to take booty. These invading nations will be seeking to take something uh, that Israel has, but what exactly they will want is not spelled out for us in the text. It doesn't tell us what it is. But it's something of value that these nations, led by Russia, wants. There's been a lot of speculation as to what these invading nations will want to take that Israel has. One thing it could be is natural resources. Israel has a lot of natural resources, including natural gas. Israel has a huge natural gas reserve that's just been discovered in recent time. And Israel is currently in the process of building a pipeline to Europe to provide natural gas to the European nations. Currently, Russia is the number one provider of natural gas to Europe. So this is going to cut into Russia's profits and Russia's business and their stronghold on the European nations as their only natural gas supplier. Putin, Russia in its place, Israel's pipeline will foil Moscow. Israeli natural gas pipeline to Europe is set to break the Kremlin's stronghold on energy. That's from August of 2020. So, again, it's just speculation, but it could be that Russia invades to take over the natural gas because of the impact it's happening, it has on. Uh, Russia we, we, we don't know it's just speculation but there is a reason there's something that Israel has that Russia wants and so they're going to invade and they're going to lead this invasion for that that purpose and it's going to be a surprise invasion to get something that they want that Israel has question has Israel or has Russia ever uh, invaded another nation unprovoked and annexed it? How about 2014 in Ukraine? Right? Russia under its current leader has a history of doing this. Now in verse 13, a second group of nations are listed. This second group of nations, they protest the invasion, but they don't get involved militarily. Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, And all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, and to take away livestock and goods, to take great plunder? So these nations, they protest this this invasion, but they don't get involved in it. They just condemn it, but they don't get involved. Sheba and Dedan are both in the Arabian Peninsula. So some of the Arab states will denounce this attack on Israel. Uh, This is one of the things that made the Abraham Accords uh, so interesting. Abraham Accords that were signed recently that normalized relations with some of the Arab countries and Israel. Uh, Because some of these Arab countries are going to condemn this, this invasion of Israel. You know, some of the Arab countries like Saudi Arabia are also targeted by Iran. Uh, Saudi Arabia and Israel have a common enemy in, in Iran. And like the saying goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right? And so uh, some of the Arab nations have begun to align themselves, or at least taken the first steps towards aligning themselves with with Israel, again, lining up here with Ezekiel 38. Tarshish is mentioned here in verse 13, with all of her young lions, which refers to all the countries that have come out of Tarshish. Now, the location of Tarshish isn't isn't clear. Uh, Some believe it's in modern-day Spain. In fact, I think the majority of scholars believe it's modern-day Spain. Uh, Some uh, uh, believe it was England. If that's the case, the Young Lions uh, would include uh, the United States. Uh, But again, most scholars say it's located, or it was located, in in Spain. Wherever Tarshish was located, this group protests the invasion, but they don't get involved beyond a protest. They're not going to put boots on the ground, they're not going to send troops in. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Uh, You know, they're not going to get involved militarily. No nation will come to the defense of Israel when this invasion takes place. Again, you'll have nations that are condemning it. You might have the United Nations passing a resolution condemning it, but nobody's going to get involved in trying to stop it and stop this invasion. And we've seen a lot of that, right? Uh, with Ukraine, with Syria, just where you know nations limit how much they want to get involved in some of these things. Uh, verse 14. Therefore, son of man prophesy and say to God, remember he's the leader, the ruler. Thus says the Lord God, on that day when my people, Israel, dwell safely, will you not know it? Then you will come from your place, Gog, will come from your place out of the far north, far north of Israel is Russia, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great company and a mighty army, You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am hallowed in you, O Gog, before their eyes. Uh, These invading armies will come into Israel from the north. They'll come in To the mountains of Israel, they will be like a cloud, like a storm moving across the land. They will experience swift success initially. But all of this is so God will be glorified in the eyes of all the nations. It's so that God will be glorified in the eyes of all the nations. Verse 17, thus says the Lord God, Are you he of whom I have spoken in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them? And it will come to pass at the same time when God comes against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, that my fury will show in my face, for in my jealousy... And in the fire of my wrath I have spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. So that the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, the beasts of the field. All creeping things that creep on the earth. And all men who are on the face of the earth. Note that. All men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence, the mountains shall be thrown down. The steep places shall fall and every wall shall fall to the ground. God says here, I'm a jealous God. God is jealous for his wife, Israel, and God himself will supernaturally intervene and rescue Israel. How will he do it? He will send a great earthquake that will destroy The invading armies, and everyone will know that it is the Lord's doing. Everyone will know. It says that all men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. Everybody's going to know this is God. Nobody's going to think, well, it's just it's just a coincidence that there was an earthquake as these armies are invading the land, uh, or that this is a you know global warming or whatever they're going to you know none of that's going to happen. They're going to say, this is God. This is, this is mighty God, almighty God intervening and sending this earthquake to defend his wife, Israel. By the way, uh, the, the great African rift extends up from eastern Africa into the land of Israel through the Jordan Rift Valley. There's this giant tectonic rift under Israel. Uh, and they've had lots of earthquakes in the past. It goes on to say, not only that, when this happens, I, verse 21, I will call for a sword against God throughout all my mountains. the Mountains of Israel, says the Lord God, and every man's sword will be, will be against his brothers. So a civil war will break out among these invading soldiers. There's going to be this earthquake. You're going to have the civil war break out among the invading soldiers themselves. Uh, which is maybe not so surprising when you consider the differences in these nations that have joined forces in such a wide variety of, of, of nations and with with different political motives. You know, I, I, Iran wants to just wipe Israel off the map. You know, and Russia wants to take something that they have. And so they, these different nations, they come together, they're fighting together in this Confederacy, and, and then it, it all starts to unravel and fall apart, and these nations start fighting against each other. Verse 22 And I will bring him to judgment with pestilence, you know, disease and bloodshed. And look what it says God speaking, and I will rain down on him, on his troops, and on the many peoples who are with him, flooding rain. Great hailstones, fire, and brimstone. Has God ever sent flooding rain upon the earth before in history as a form of judgment? Yes. Noah's flood. Has God ever rained fire and brimstone down from heaven before in history as a form of judgment? Yes. Sodom and Gomorrah. And God will do the same to these invading armies. On the mountains They will invade the land like a storm, but God will unleash a storm upon them and supernaturally defeat the invaders on the mountains of Israel. Thus, verse 23, Thus, I will magnify myself and I will sanctify myself And I will be known in the eyes of many nations. It doesn't say those many nations will repent and believe on the Lord. It just says that God will be known in the eyes of many nations. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. This overwhelming supernatural defeat of Gog and his allies will be a testimony to the world. It will be a testimony that God is real, that God is powerful, that God is for His people Israel and for His land Israel. And God says that this invasion will take place in the latter times of this current age, At the the latter times of this age that we're currently living in, just before the kingdom age begins. And as we look at this description in chapter 38, we'll look at chapter 39. Next week, we we see that many of the things that are described in this chapter are already taking place. We'll talk more about this invasion next week when we look at chapter 39 we'll talk more you know in detail about the timing of of this invasion uh, but this is something that could happen at any time could happen at any time you know chapter 36 the land will become fruitful and we can say the land has become fruitful chapter 37 the valley of dry bones comes back to life and is re- resurrected and we, we can say the nation of Israel has been resurrected as a nation. Chapter 38, you have this uh, group of nations that spring a surprise attack on Israel and invade Israel, and God will come to their defense supernaturally and rescue them supernaturally. Uh, and, and all these things are lining up. And you could check the headlines tomorrow, and find that Russia has invaded Israel, and that these armies are on the move into the land of Israel. Just coming right—they're already in Syria. You know, when you go to when you go to Israel, you you can go up on the Golan Heights, uh, and you can look over into Syria. It's right there, and these armies are already in. Syria, and you could wake up tomorrow morning and read the headlines that Russia and Iran and Turkey have come across the Syrian border into the land of of Israel. And all of these things are lining up like never before in history. And for the first time in history, we can really point to these things and say, "Well, well, that's been fulfilled or I can see how that is being fulfilled uh, in, in our time, Israel's a nation again. These alliances are coming together like never before. The, the stage is set. And God said, this is what's going to happen in the latter days. Before the kingdom age. Which is just a sign to us that we are living in the latter days. We are coming to the end of the age.
2: He asked me how I know, and I say, Ring truer than the finest crystal.
0: You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you, and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study and we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and
2: I recognize the